Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Look, I'm going to level with you. I have my own things to deal with. After all, we are about to crash a lovely landing. The Orphans, an original cinematic audio drama, is now available. And now, The Orphans Facility, an exciting new prequel series. Catch up with season one with new episodes of Facility coming bi-weekly. The following episode of Flame On is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop. Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. What's going on, everybody? Pat Devere here with another episode of Flame On, On, On. It is Microsoft time, and we are ready to discuss new and exciting cinema that just came out in the movie theaters. Come on, timely podcasting. Yay. Yay! Yeah, right. This came out this past weekend. Yeah, so this episode drops like a week after the... Uh, the premiere of the movie that we will be discussing. Oh, wow. And by we, I mean y'all, because I did not see this, but, you know, I'm doing my duties as host and as producer and engineer. Do you want to see it? Uh, Probably at some point in time. It wasn't something that gripped me today. And uh, What did grip you today? My bed. Or who? Oh, oh I wish. <laughs> it was more about... The time change and us not going to bed until 4.30 this morning and then getting up. So late. Oh, God. The best was us standing at the Parliament House and going, oh, it's only 2. Oh, 3.07. Womp, womp. And I was like, oh, shit. Never mind. Checkers are going to close in two hours. <laughs> Get there quickly. Uh, but we are here to discuss the movie Onward. This is a Disney Pixar film. So here to discuss onward is eric howdy bj excelsior and joshua hello mr bible 
So I am. That should be my new uh, sign on. <laughs> I will leave it to you guys to really kind of talk about this, obviously, because I don't know much about it. I just know that there is a homosexual character. There is. Yep. I heard it was for yep. one scene, but he yep. was apparently integral to the story. She's in a couple scenes. Yeah, oh, she's okay. in a couple well, scenes. Listen, I don't know. I, I was. Yeah. I, well, I saw it on Facebook. I mean, she's not a major character. It was one no. scene where I think she actually spoke, but yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> yes, background scenes don't uh, don't count. So um, I'm going to leave y'all to your own devices, and uh, I think uh, the good, the bad, and the flame ratings uh, should be how we go about this. What do y'all think? Sure. sure. I agree. Should I mean, we should we discuss the short at all? Oh shit! Uh, I forgot about that. I thought it was a little awkward. It was really weird. It was super weird. It was so because <laughs> so, it wasn't even a Pixar short. No, it was a Simpson short. It was they had a Simpson short to open it, <laughs> and it was super weird because you like honestly, even though I've totally watched The Simpsons on Disney Plus, it 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 still does not occur to me that they are fucking owned by Disney now. And this is a thing that can happen. You can totally have Simpson shorts pop up on top of like a Marvel short or G- Star Wars. Now I didn't even think about that, but it was I I liked it. It was a nice little change of pace because I feel like having a very deeply emotional short like they've mostly been over the past couple of years is a bit much, especially when it's a Pixar film and you know you're going to feel feelings during a goddamn Pixar film. A la Toy Story three, you didn't feel feelings about um, Maggie's love life. I absolutely not. I <laughs> thought I had I had feelings of Homer. Wait, what now? So, <laughs> so the Simpson short is essentially uh, Marge takes Maggie to the park like every day, and she meets this other little baby boy, and they like have this weird sort of like they, like she she's got a crush on another baby. And I can't remember what his name was. It was something really old. Like, Started with an H. I want to say it was like Harold. It was like Harold or, or Herbert or something. Yeah. Something really old sounding. But like Maggie's like primping, walking through baby powder, puffed in the air. It's really cute. She holds up two different design diapers, like which dress <laughs> she's going to put on today. Oh, Lord. Yeah. And, and, uh, but then Homer starts taking her to the park. So, of course, Homer takes her to the, the skate park for teenagers. Because there's a taco truck at that park. <laughs> And it's 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 a standard Simpsons like formula, like at one point she grabs the steering wheel from him to turn to the actual like kid park, but it's it's cute. I thought I liked it, and the the opening is Homer with two donuts, and it looks like Mickey Mouse. Oops. And and uh, the entire theater get like everybody was like, oh, <laughs> that's how awkward it was. Wow, we were all like, oh, oh, this is happening. That's right. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 Um but uh no, I I thought it was I thought it was cute and it was a nice change of pace and it was something light and breezy before I like had the I had to put up my feeling shields because after up, the first 20 minutes of up, Toy Story 3 and fucking uh what which other one got me? Got me real Inside Out. Inside Out. <laughs> I mean, the movie was fantastic, but fuck that movie. <laughs> fuck that movie. Fuck that movie. Um, <laughs> I've only seen one of those. Th- oh, no, I saw Toy Story 3. So I've seen two of those three. Uh, I didn't cry at either of those. Am I supposed to be? Am I horrible You, you don't have a heart. Oh, that's fine. Oh. You're dead inside. No, it's okay. it's a good thing. 
<laughs> it's a good thing. Um, but no, so for Onward, you've got Tom Holland as uh, the main character, Ian Lightfoot. Chris Pratt as his brother, Barley Lightfoot. Jul- Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Dry- Is that that? Louis? Louis or Louis? Louis. Louis. Um, as the mom, Laurel Lightfoot. She's I a mighty warrior. I didn't realize Octavia Spencer was the manticore. Yeah. That I that makes that character even better. And then like a whole bunch of other the people. The Manticore? So I actually have a few uh tidbits of trivia regarding the <laughs> oh, those, oh no. Those, trivia. Uh, <laughs> four main cast members. Oh really? Okay. So this is uh Julie Louis Dreyfus's first uh animated movie with Disney since two thousand or uh since nineteen ninety uh, two years, nineteen ninety eight, Bugs Life. Oh, uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. shit. I forgot about that movie. This is also the first movie that Tom Holland and Chris Pratt have worked together outside of the MCU. I knew yep. that. And Octavia Spencer, who is uh, working with Tom Holland in this movie, uh, has a connection to Spider- the Spider-Man uh, franchise. Not necessarily his, but in 2002, she made a cameo. In, in what, which Spider-Man was that? 2002, the first one. That was, was wow. Was the first one really come out in 2002? Yeah, there's so many, so many. It was Spider-Man. 2002, 2004, and 2007. Oh, anything about duck eggs? No. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping that we could make that a running theme with your trivia for movies. Duck, duck eggs. eggs. I mean, I'll look for stuff <laughs> if <And> you like. <laughs> Octavia Spencer every morning had two duck eggs for breakfast on the set before she went on. <laughs> well, she filmed her scenes. When she made her shit pie in the help, <laughs> she used uh, eggs from a duck. Just kidding. Huh. <laughs> I just I found that was a decent way to wrap. Roll, Did she use shit there. from a duck? <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, and then there's like some really random tidbits in here. Um, Ali Wong is like one of the random officer um, creatures. And then you've got Tracy Ullman as the pawn shop owner. Ah, uh, that makes sense. That come on connection to the Simpsons short at the beginning. I I didn't realize that. Oh God! Since yeah. they bought Fox, they own Tracy Ullman now too. Yeah. <laughs> Can is anybody not owned by Disney at this point? Me. No. I need them to <laughs> to give me lots of money to own me. I mean, uh, they own me, so. I mean, maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I mean, I mean. I mean, our overlords are wonderful, and I am privileged to know them. I love that we bounce around back and forth between talking about where you work to, like, the last (laughs) time it came up, you're like, I'm not going to say who I work for. I'm like, it's just a game of, of like... But they own everything. Of hopscotch of whether or not we'd say it this episode. Dude, the non-disclosure agreement for work is... It was ten pages long, and it was like... If you even say the name of where you work, we can fire you now. Like they also it, own all your intellectual property that you come up with while you work there. I did. I was. Uh, you know what? what? This is how nerdy I am. I was legitimately irritated because I'm like, what if I find a new insect species? Motherfuckers are gonna be able to take that shit and stick it in a movie. Yep. And, and I'll get my my middle name will be its name in the movie. And I'm like, motherfuckers. Like I won't get a scent. I won't even get to voice the character. Sorry. <laughs> but uh onward to to what to what we we watch. <laughs> oh, the movie. Um, <laughs> gotcha. Onward is the name of the movie. <laughs> so in the beginning there was magic. And then people were like that's too tough to use. Let's just make electricity. That's that honestly <laughs> it, that it really is. That is the opening <laughs> to the movie and you know what out of all like the deep meaningful things they could do 
That was fantastic. It Science. Was <laughs> Poetry in motion. <laughs> now, I will say that a friend of mine um, mentioned when he saw the trailer that he was like, I can't wait for the Rule 34 on the older brother. And for those of you that don't know what Rule 34 is, if there can be porn of it, there already is. Um also see the can of uh Mountain Dew fucking a sandwich. Um but he was like after we saw that movie he was like I don't I don't want to see I don't want to see the Rule 34 in that anymore. I don't I don't want to see that. I mean Barley was kind of cute for a um right? animated troll looking elf. <laughs> but can we talk about his dad though? His dad was kind of a yeah. dad or stepdad. The dead dad. No, the, the dead dad. <laughs> dead dad. Dead dad. Dead dad. No, dad. The stepdad is a centaur. <laughs> dad was pretty fine. <laughs> dad was kind of hot. Not gonna lie. What? <laughs> That's just over so, here. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> so the family dynamic is: there's an older brother, a younger brother, a mom, and a dead dad. <laughs> and the dead dad died while the younger brother was still in the womb. Dad's dead. <laughs> he dead! Send, he's fine. Dad! He sends your love because it's a Disney adjacent movie, so there has to be at least one dead parent. Yep. Yes, absolutely. So, um, sorry, I just had to go back to anytime right now we hear anything about a dead dad, I think of Gigi Galore as Aunt Jackie <laughs> in Roseanne Live, which played at the Parliament House recently. <laughs> And if, have, Dad's dead. Dad's dead. And if either dead. of you haven't seen it, you're terrible human beings, and you missed out. So just BJ. Yeah, yeah. I saw five showings of it. <laughs> I saw two. I saw one. Okay, very good. <laughs> and a partridge in a pear tree. Huh. <laughs> He's fine. He sends his love. So the younger brother Ian is just an awkward nerdy school kid scared of everything like scared of making friends scared of like answering questions just the the boy the boy scared and you got his older brother who's like scared of nothing well what i found interesting about uh the dynamic is the roles kind of seemed reverse in most uh sibling type stories normally the older sibling is kind of embarrassed of the younger one. Yeah, the older sibling's the straight man, and, and the younger and one's like, I'm gonna dress like a butterfly. And in this one, it, it's, you know, well, cause the reverse. T- like, the younger one is kind of embarrassed by his older brother. Well, typically, as a kid, kids really aren't afraid of anything. They don't give a fuck. And then it's usually when you're becoming an adult, that's when you're like, I don't know what to do Because you know of this thing now called consequence. <laughs> You hear that, Mom? Consequence. It doesn't stop when you get old. Anyway, sorry. That was... Shout little, out to Gail. Love you. Little, little PSA. <laughs> so it's Ian's 16th birthday. Yes. He's now... 16? An adult-ish? I mean... Yeah. Because the, 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 the gift that the dad That's typically your... What? Coming of age. Yeah. Age. Because yeah. you've got between 13 and 16, depending on the religious implications between bar mitzvah and like, sweet 16s, it's usually that coming of age time. Oh, I was just going to say that's the time when nobody thinks you can do anything right, but everybody wants to give you all like all the responsibility so they don't have to do it. It's like, learn how to drive so you can go get a job. Yeah, you moocher. Oh, yeah, he's afraid of, he's terrified of learning how to drive. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, that's pretty normal for teenagers usually at first. Because, um, I mean, driving can be a big thing. You're interacting, you're you're controlling a machine and getting put into traffic with other machines. Are you? But also, <laughs> it's maybe it's just Florida. Your body's a machine. You mean a... Uh, um, your skeleton a skeleton is operating a bone <laughs> mech suit with meat armor. Yeah, you, you don't have a skeleton inside you. You're inside a skeleton. <laughs> you are a brain inside of a skeleton mech suit, controlling wearing flesh, flesh armor. Wearing flesh armor. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's he's, uh, he's 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 still got to learn how to drive. He makes a checklist of like life things to do, which is a little adorable, but also neurotic as hell. Yes. So, so. what is the so? His dad leaves him the one. So, I'm, I'm going with what I've yeah. seen from the oh, trailer. So, so the dad leaves a present to both brothers that is when to they be were given both of them when they're of age. Oh, over when they 16. they become of yeah. age. Yes. They when they can both do porn together. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I'm Got pretty it. sure if you Google it, you'll find it. So Probably. the requirement was both of them be you know, over 16, 16 or older. Yes. So now that Ian, being the younger brother, is of age, but it's time for both of them to be able to receive the gift. And it's a magic wand! A wizard staff with a spell to bring the ba- dad back to life for one day. And uh, the older brother tries to do it, but apparently he don't have the gift. Which, there's um, there's the wizard staff and a phoenix crystal. Ooh. Which, is, which is the catalyst. Ooh. For the, for the spell. And it's shaped just like Jean Grey. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yes. for a split second, I like the way it's drawn on the little sheet of paper. I'm like, oh, they oh they could they could legally do that now. <laughs> this is great. But well, and also the best thing is that Barley's obsessed with a D and D like game, but in within the confines of the movie, it's like a D and D game based on actual D&D. history, which is effectively D and D. Gotcha. This is like our time, if. We were a fantasy world, and people realized, you know, I like the the um centaurs. Centaurs are supposed to be able to run like seventy miles an hour. You mean centaurs? Centaurs? Yeah, centaurs. I think you're not, not just swords are running. Cent- I think you're a minute. Minute. That's, that's and a centaur. That's centaurs a, are running seventy yes, miles an hour. That's Bernie cinnamon. Sanders can run seventy <laughs> miles an hour. It's a cinnamon bun <laughs> with four legs, <laughs> with the body of a horse. <laughs> But uh, they're supposed to run 70 miles an hour, and their their mom's boyfriend is a police officer, and, like, he can't run more than, like, five feet and Colt not get winded. Bronco. Colt Bronco. Oh. <laughs> or, or, like, did, did I'm pretty sure I've you... seen a video starring Colt Bronco. Did either of you notice that his, the share, uh, his uh, cop car was a Ford Bronco? Yes. Yes, I did. And <laughs> okay. I made sure not to mention it because the visual gag made me gag a little bit. He's a Bronco in a Bronco. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the younger brother has the <laughs> gift. So the older brother can't do the spell. Yes. And then they all think that, oh, it's... Well, at least the dad tried. It's well, and, it's, and yeah, within the confines of the movie, it's like no, but no one does magic. Yeah, yeah. Because like, at this point, a- ages have passed, and we've all adapted said, to technology. Yeah. Know, so like, magic's almost not unheard of. Like, no, it doesn't exist anymore. You know, unicorns have gone from being these majestic flying creatures to these feral street things. They're like, they're like, tra- they're trash pandas, effectively. They're yeah, cool. pretty much. <laughs> um. So then later on, 
the younger brother Ian is just sitting there looking at the parchment paper and just starts reading the words and the staff starts to glow. And so he keeps going and then just it's like a tornado of energy around the room. And it's uh, the spells the and it's it, the spell like pushes him back mm-hmm. and his brother goes in to help him but he tells his brother no because his brother's kind of a screw up. Um and the spell kind of fizzles and halfway all, through, halfway through, and all all, all it is, is is the dad's legs and like this little glowing opening, <laughs> and I'm just like, and it's weird because at some points in the movie you just forget their their dad's like half there, and then you just see him like dancing in the background and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Everybody has this reaction of like ah. So now that hijinks ensue. We don't want to give too much away. Obviously, we want people to go and enjoy this semi-cold. Because, I mean, a lot of what you guys have talked about already has been what the, the previews, trailer, yeah. yeah, the trailers have, have all kind of laid out for, for everybody. What, um, Eric, we'll start with you. What are your positive takeaways from the movie? The emotional connection I personally had with it. Cause with Jean Grey? Exactly. Okay, cool. Because um, <laughs> she's my spirit animal. Yeah. No, just because I lost my father mm. kind of unexpectedly and didn't get a chance to say goodbye. And so if I could have one more day with him, that would be cool. Um, so, yeah, just that emotional connection. But uh, just the emotional arc that the two brothers go on, it's really well done. Nice. BJ? Uh, it, for me, it's, uh, it was very much the, the kind of, once it gets into kind of the road trip part of the movie where, with the brothers and, um, you have, you, cause you have the younger brother who has this gift and he's like, it's terrifying. And then you've got the older brother who's just like, do more shit with it. And it's, it's the, the, like, it's, it's almost a perfect dichotomy between the two of them because everybody's had if anybody has siblings they've kind of had there's random moments with the two of them in the movie and there are just moments in the movie where the stakes like it fluctuates one minute they're like oh that's real that's a really cute chase scene and then the next minute you're like oh god he's gonna die and then you're like oh okay now it's funny again but (laughs) you're like you're you're a little bit emotionally exhausted around the third act because you're just like okay all right let's just relax here um but yeah no the the bro the the whole quest with both of the brothers um was really good and then the mom's kind of side quest with the manticore was also very it was fantastic so before we continue on with the 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 positives speak to me about this manticore what is this what's going on i you, you mentioned that octavia spencer lion, is the voice of lion scorpion winged it's a lion lady. scorpion i think dragon yeah yeah. It's a lion scorpion dragon uh which which I think is a traditional manticore. Um I don't think it's dragon though. Oh, okay. Well, she said has, ma'am. has wings. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, so um, wings a lion head it, and a scorpion it, tail. Did it drink a Red Bull beforehand? She uh, actually in the movie. she drinks like yeah. two or three until the mom's like you've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, the manticore in ages past used to set adventures on their quests. Okay. But now runs a Chuck E. Cheese, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, out of her out of her old tavern. And it's great because she's 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 like the manager of the place. And 
And she did like, and, and there's no like hidden thing about it. She's like, I do, but I'm not. And so then from there, hijinks ensue. But yeah, no, she, that's Octavia. Spencer's she doesn't character. send people on quests anymore because if they die, she could be held liable. It is uh, <laughs> the head of a human, or well, traditional would be head of a human, body of a lion, tail of a venomous uh, scorpion, um, but the wings of an Egyptian sphinx. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Sphinx. Sphinx. So they probably they probably made her part dragon because she can breathe fire, mm-hmm. which is great. Okay. There's even there's even a Manticore like Chuck E. Cheese like mascot mascot, which is hilarious. <laughs> gotcha. All right. So Manticore Manticore taken care of. Josh, what are your positive takeaways from the film? The film. Um, so, I mean, there really isn't much to say without giving away any spoilers um, on and or to repeat what was already said, but... Repeat them anyway. I think... That's <laughs> what we do on the show. I think what I took away most was the dynamic between the brothers, but there were just a few things that I noticed um, about each of them that seems a little um, different from the norm you know, when it comes to sibling relationships portrayed in, in animation or, or any type of film or TV shows. So, um, but I liked the, I, I liked the perspective that the story was going. And then if we, if we ever, you know, give spoilers, I actually have prepared. <laughs> prepared all the spoilers? Well, no, I've pr- prepared a cliff note to actually discuss uh, a couple points, um, but, you know, they, they do involve spoilers, so... Okay. Well, maybe we'll do a little section after after we do the uh the the could be improved section. So that way you guys can discuss them. We'll do a short little round of cliff notes. She got notes, y'all. Gay notes. She, she making sure well, gay I, notes. So <laughs> I think I think with Ian because he he makes checklists and notes and stuff. Uh-huh. That is something that I try to do. I don't I'm not always good at it cuz I forget, but I do operate better with a list, so I have seeing him make one. I was like, you know, what? I should do this, so that way <laughs> I have an organized thought uh, for for some top talking points. But he's, now he's got his thoughts organized. But now yeah. I can't use them. Thought pocket, <laughs> thought pocket. All right, let's go back around the other way, Josh. What are some things that you thought could have maybe been improved? I don't want to say bad because I've heard overall really good things about the movie. But, you know, there's always little bits and pieces that you could see improved. I guess, like, the first maybe half hour. Well, I wouldn't say half hour. Maybe, like, 20-something minutes. Um, I was kind of, like, touch and go with interest. But I think that was only going at it at that time. You know, looking at it as a whole, I think the pacing was really well done. So it didn't grip you initially, but all came around at the end for you. Okay. BJ... He's talking about thoughts and gripping and coming around. I don't know what y'all are talking about. I mean, I haven't seen the Rule 34 pictures yet, but damn. Uh, <laughs> Just ask him if he has a place where you can put your stuff. <laughs> Hot pocket. Um, so that joke's never going to get I old for me. I so much sometimes. <laughs> I really do. That's perfect. Um, so, honestly, the, my actually, my main complaint actually is kind of uh not really the gay character but just the fact that like 
she was there for all of 10 minutes. She did have a really good purpose in the story. I wanted I I want to say I just kind of wanted more of her. Um I I would have I would have probably either like she, like at the end of the movie there is a there is a moment where some characters are like all go everybody's going out to like experience life and blah 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 blah. Um but I would have liked I would have liked for her to have shown back up at some point. Um so I I would I just wanted more of her. And it was one of those things where it's not so much a missed opportunity. It's just one of those things where I'm like, we just had we just had 10, 11 seasons of a of a children a kids cartoon show with a with a married gay couple effectively on it. Well, they got married in the middle of it, Steven Universe. And I'm like, Disney can Disney can go in a little bit more. I feel like they've already dipped the toe with some of their TV shows, um, with some of their animated series. And they've dipped a toe with like with already with some of their movies like uh, LeFou from Beauty and the Beast. Oh yeah, and they're doing a prequel on that too. Yeah, they're doing a prequel unneeded. on that with unneeded. Thank you <laughs> with Josh Gad and um uh whoever played Luke Evans. Luke Evans. Yes, yeah. Luke Evans for Gaston. Um, so maybe maybe we'll see them get a little bit more adventurous with it. And I and I get it. It's still got to be fam- family. And it's oriented. not even it, it's not even so much that it's the Chinese market. That's yeah. because this is their cinema, um, and world worldwide it's, market. It's more worldwide market yeah. now is than it is domestic. Yeah, so. absolutely. Because I mean, if, if it was just based off of uh, domestic box office, I think they would um, not have the qualm to do as much. But mm-hmm. when you have a market like China that will um, either highly censor or not show your movie uh, and have it impact your bottom line, that's where they tend to get scared. Which Nothing ever changed with people were scared, so yeah, it's true, fear and all that. But um, other than that, uh, 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 I'm trying to think. Uh, that uh, actually, I think that was the only thing. Honestly, I just wanted more time with the side characters, mm-hmm. if anything, because uh, I really, I don't think there was a single character in the movie I didn't like. So my main complaint is actually I just wanted more of the side characters. Okay, a little more side piece for you. A little more side piece, Eric. Any uh, improvements that you could think of? Just kind of echoes BJ, where I didn't think that the side characters were very memorable. Okay. I mean, if if that cop had not been homosexual, would she have stood out in any way, shape, or form to me? Probably not. Kind of the only char- side characters that stood out were probably the Pixie Biker Gang, which were fantastic. Because <laughs> Pixies used to fly using their magic, but there's no magic anymore. So now Tinkerbell and her friends became the Hell's Angels. Okay. Okay. I can't wait for the cosplay from this movie. I honestly cannot wait for the cosplay, especially for the Pixie Biker Gang. (laughs) If you are enjoying this or any other content that we put out as Flame On, feel free to go follow us at flameonshow.com. And if you would like to help support our show, we are listener-supported entertainment, head on over to patreon.com forward slash show, and you can join at any of our four levels and help support us here at Flame On. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right. So we'll do a quick little round of some spoilery stuff now that we've gotten through pros and cons and what the movie's about if you haven't seen the movie and you don't want to be spoiled you can check out here we'll say goodbye to you now bye-bye hi it was good seeing you goodbye bye bye-bye now bye bye-bye bye now get the fuck out (laughs) and uh we'll uh get josh's list out you got your list out done just pull it out. Whip it out. Come on. I, it's whipped out. Do you want me to start? Oh. <laughs> Give me the face. <laughs> Better watch out. <laughs> All right. Hit some hit some spoilery topics, Josh. Okay. So now I can actually talk. <laughs> so. <laughs> now she's like, okay, now I'm invested in this. The now producer the- has no longer gagged us. <laughs> we can say what we want in this Silence medium. Silence no more. Um, Y'all didn't use a safe word, so I... Kept the gags. Banana. <laughs> so, uh, right to start off Chicago. with a small little thing. Uh, what I really kind of took notice of was when uh, the the brothers were floating down river on that big Cheeto? ass fucking Cheeto. Oh, the big cheese puff. I love it. <laughs> um, as Barley was telling the story about how he didn't get to say bye to his dad. You know, because when he went in, he was hooked up all, to all these tubes, and it was just really hard um, for him to, to see his dad like that. And so he kind of got scared and ran away and didn't get to say goodbye. And I find that this is very reminiscent to his storyline with Peter Quill in the MCU. Because uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 1, he was a kid. Oh. Right before he was abducted, his mom was in the same situation. Hooked yeah, up to and he, he and, saw her and he ran away. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. But um, the thing that I, I really wanted to touch base on was it seemed as if, like on top of the brother dynamic that I was mentioning, it seemed like neither one of them had friends. Because you see Barley with absolutely no one except his family. This is true. And then Ian, you know, he's making himself a list to be bold and, you know, invite people from school over to his party. Speak up. And so you've got these brothers who have grown. I mean, they've spent their life together, obviously, but they're both very alone. You know, Barley um, has Guinevere. Well, yeah, <laughs> his, his van. And, and I think that's kind of a. a thing that barley has for himself to to latch onto he has his you know essentially dnd you know and he has his his van which he rebuilt from i guess it was a family van or his dad's van and then he took a bunch of stuff out and re- repaired it yeah actually and and i think that's by design because um 
usually at least with some with with the hand a couple of my friends growing up you know if if they had lost a parent or something and they and they're close with their siblings the family dynamic kind of like locks in the place and they really spend a lot more time being with family and everything maybe more so than normal um but the the thing that you you mentioned that the like throughout the movie barley talks about having three memories of of his dad that he can remember and then the fourth one is the one of him in the hospital that he doesn't really like he doesn't even really want to talk about it right and you and then you know you have ian that has that realization that he's done all the things on his list but not with his dad but with his older brother right and that you and know that, that to me that smacked me in the face pretty hard but the but the real realization that his older brother might not have that many friends because he spent most of his time cheering his little brother on being kind of being there for his little brother because his dad wasn't there right so and that was actually a part that kind of hit close to me because you know I don't have like a really close relationship with my dad you know I didn't have it growing up and I have four siblings, but I, I grew up as an only child, so I don't have uh, that type of sibling relationship. So, you know, seeing them together and how they were there for each other growing up, you know, it, it like hit because it's like, oh, like I never had that. But, you know, I see it so often that I feel it, you know, regardless. Yeah, I was definitely my sister's barley. <laughs> I was 100 percent my sister's barley. Except she wasn't nice like Ian. Kelsey, you weren't nice like Ian. You were you're a little asshole. <laughs> but I, but I think what I liked the most was the, the direction, the way that the story was laid out. Exactly, because like, you think it's just about the dad. Yeah, and and it really wasn't. But you know, the story was told essentially from Ian's perspective. You know, you're yeah. you're following you know his the journey from his perspective, and you know his desire wanting to meet his dad, not being able to ever do it. You know, you as the audience, you're like, oh, you know, I. You know now that he's developed like half of his dad's body you really want this journey to come full circle so you can get to see the dad you know be fully formed and, and you know for that um encounter to happen but what i appreciated most was that it didn't yes because you know throughout the entire movie the only time you ever see the dad is through a photograph you know and for the end you know for you for for what happened with ian you know, taking that step back and giving Barley the opportunity to say bye. You know, he's looking from afar, and you never saw the dad's face. Yep. And Barley is the only one that got to see him. But I think that that type of direction, that you know, the the layout of the story for that, you know, you that was solidifying. You know, you feel exactly what Ian feels, and you see exactly what he sees. His yeah. only visual of his dad was a photograph, and even when his dad was fully, you know formed it still remained as a photograph look at you big introspective i took a film class (laughs) (laughs) aperture white balance (laughs) framing flash shutter speed cinematography but i I like that you know we we experience what what ian experiences throughout the the journey BJ, any spoiler topics you want to dig into? Um, there was a part when when we went to see it. There was something. There was something that so 
uh, Barley teaches Ian a uh, like a hologram, like a like an illusion spell. But in the when you cast an illusion spell, you can only tell the truth. You can't lie at all, which is really interesting for which is nice. It's a nice little twist because you're you're effectively fooling somebody visually. I can't remember the rhyme, but you're fooling somebody visually. So therefore, all you can do the feed to fuel the spell is tell the truth. And when you lie, little bits of the illusion start disappearing, which is not, I really like that. But then when one of the cops looks at looks at what they who they think is Bronco um, uh, teaching Ian how to drive. Um, they're like, oh, I'm sorry you got stuck with that kid. And he's just like, oh, no, Ian's great. She's like, no, I mean the, the bigger one. And it's, and her being like, don't you think he's a screw up? And when Ian's like, no, a piece of the illusion falls off. And Barley's like front and center for that. And the entire theater goes, oh, everyone in the theater made like a little mm, noise. And then there's like, and there's just like one of those moments that, that, that to me, that moment in the movie is when my focus shifted from them trying to get the dad back to their relationship, their together. relationship. And I really started to pay, cause you don't really pay attention to it at the beginning because at the beginning it's just a standard sibling relationship. But then you realize that that, that was that one thing when Ian, when Ian's casting the spell if he had let Barley help him, he would have remained in in place for the spell to finish. So it's Ian's fault that they had to even go on the quest in the first place. If he had let Barley help him, then then we wouldn't have a movie. Well, but yeah. but it's just one of those moments where because because th- th- I immediately went back in my brain and was like. Oh, this is all your fault, Ian, you little bitch. Like, and then I started to distrust the movie because with Inside Out, the main villain is Joy. Um, yeah, Joy is the main villain. <laughs> spoiler alert. Well, and, <laughs> We're in spoiler and, territory. And it's also kind of similar because, yes, our focus and kind of our avatar for this movie is Ian. We're going on a journey with him, and he's learning magic, so we're learning magic and all that. And Barley is just this screw up character, but then about halfway through, and when he's kind of pleading with Ian to believe him and trust him, he's like, you know, I want to see my dad too. He's not treating this as a game. Yeah, he's he's being serious in his own way. Yeah, yeah, and that's and and honestly, you don't even really think about that until it slaps you in the face. That that's I want to say that's like right at the end of act two for the movie beginning of act three and you're like uh only he is thinking of this seriously and like with the the little the uh the magic bridge spell yeah yeah like the little magic bridge spell he's like he's like no no like he realizes his brother could fucking die (laughs) if he if he doesn't believe and uh so that was yeah that was when i would say that around that is when my my shift completely focused on them which pays off, I think, in the third act a lot. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. So, Eric, any specific spoilery topics you want to dig into? Uh, nothing that really hasn't been said. It's really all about the brother dynamic more so than the payoff of getting the dad back. Okay. All right. So, of course, as we do with all films that we see, 
flame ratings. Eric, I'm going to start back down with you. We'll go down the couch. What flame rating would you give this? I would say uh, 4.25 flames. 4.25. 7326. Got it. BJ, what would you give it as a flame rating? Um, I'm going to give this one a 4.9 out of 5. Oh, so close this, to perfect. This was close to perfect for me. Very nice. Joshua, flame ratings. I'm always so conscious about my flame ratings just because you always give me shit about them. <laughs> um, so I'm trying not to be, I'm trying to be like a little more objective. Um, first viewing, I'm going to do 4.7. Nice. 4.7, a 4.9, and a 4.25. Apparently Eric didn't like it as much as everybody else did. It was horrible. <laughs> Burn the he screen. in the movie. She's a witch. Burn her. <laughs> Burn her. <laughs> No, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> She's a witch and a liar. <laughs> Twice. Burn her! Do you like butter? Do you want to live deliciously? I will say that that movie was a little... Like, there were some scenes that were stressing me the fuck out. The, oh, what? The witch? No. Oh. Onward. Onward? Yeah. <laughs> the gelatinous cube. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Like, everybody... He kept talking about the goddamn gelatinous cube. And, and then it appeared. Do you think? The, do you think they paid... Dungeons and Dragons. Well, at the uh, so I stayed through the entire credits. They actually had a thing at the very bottom of the credits that said, uh, you know, the gelatinous cube, uh, property of. Oh I, wow. I, I didn't get nice. to read the full name when I finally noticed it, but I know that the gelatinous cube is a thing in D and D. Yeah, yeah. So. You're not supposed to know anything about D and D. Okay, so I still don't know anything <laughs> about D and D, but I know. Once again, I know of this because of a pop figure, because th they have a Dungeons and Dragons line, and the at Emerald City Comic Con in Chicago, they uh, for this year they have a gelatinous cube pop, and I never understood what it was until this movie, oh, wow. and I'm like, oh, that's what that is. <laughs> okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I think uh, was it Lauren was like cackling. <laughs> it was, but it was like everybody in the theater's like, "Oh crap, there it is, <laughs> right there." So that is Disney Pixar's Onward. Go check it out in your local theaters. Dun Dungeons and Daddy issues. <laughs> and if you have an AMC A list, I would definitely recommend seeing it in Dolby because the sound the sound was is beautiful, phenomenal. And we weren't even in the fancy theater. Were you in the fancy theater? I was. I was in Dolby. Oh, she fancy. My seat vibrated and everything. She already know. Are you sure that was your seat? I was ready to rumble. Join us back here in two more weeks. We will be doing uh, our final in-person roundup with all of us being in the same location. He's abandoning us, y'all. And I'm then have to get uh, a table. we actually might have, uh, if it all works out properly, we may not be taking any time off, even though I will be moving in the month of April. Slave driver here. We uh, may have some tricks up our sleeves in order to uh, produce some new content throughout the month of April. Uh, there will not be a roundup, though. I will tell you listeners that if you are interested to know now, we will not have a roundup in the month of April, but there may be new. Uh, there may be new flame on content coming your way in April as well. So stay tuned. Thank you, gentlemen, for discussing the movie. The Witch.
No, no. Onward. Can I slap him? Please. Do it. Oh. That's so hot. Pussy slap. <laughs> Thank y'all for joining us, and we will be back in two weeks. And until then, good night. Bye. Excelsior. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.